8 o'clock. Child care is available, but you need to make sure and request before November.
Good morning, PCA, on your feet. Our God is good, and we are going to worship him this morning. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, for all that you've done. The Bible says to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Amen? His mercy and his love endures forever, and he is worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I tried with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a bag of bones. Just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe. My thoughts are burning like ashes in the wind. So long to my old friends, burden and bitterness. You can't just keep it moving. Yeah. No, you ain't welcome here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. From now till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. Yeah. son has found his way back Turn me around, he placed my feet 
feet on solid ground I thank the master I thank the savior Oh, because he healed my heart He changed my name Forever free I'm not the same I thank the master I thank the savior Oh, I thank God Oh, I thank God Yeah Get up, get up, get up Get up out of that grave Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Yeah. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Because he picked me up, he turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. Because He healed my heart. He changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. You alone are worthy. I love that in your word you promise us that you go with your children. You never leave us. You never forsake us. When we go through the flood or the fire, anybody feel like you're walking through the flood or the fire right now maybe? God says he will go with us. I bless you, Lord. You're always there to provide and protect, to heal, to do whatever we really need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name, we give you glory, I give you glory, for all you've brought me through, hallelujah. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do, oh, oh I'm moving forward to follow after you, and now I'm Thank you, Lord. So come now, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. In every season, your grace has Come. Oh, thank you, Jesus, the cross before me, my hope on things above. And in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Yet to come. Oh, your, your presence is an open door. Yes, thank you, Lord. So come, you, Lord. Like never before. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many of you need a breakthrough? Anybody need a breakthrough? Lift your hand, I want to see it. Anybody have something you need a breakthrough? I do. I got a few things that I need a breakthrough. Our God is able. I want us to get our expectations as high as we can get our expectations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing this like you mean it, like you believe it. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Yes, I know. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God. Made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God, He made me a promise and it won't stop now. Sing it again, sing it again. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God, He made me a promise and He won't stop now. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. Breakthrough, breakthrough, yes. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God, he made me a promise and he won't stop now. Sing it again, go. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. A promise and it won't stop. Say it one more time, one more time. Oh. I know breakthrough is coming. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I see my miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Your presence, your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like this. So come now, Lord, like never before. Hallelujah. Come now, Lord, like never before. Holy Spirit, we need to feel your presence. We need to feel your presence. Lord, we are so grateful that we have this new covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ, which was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Are y'all grateful for that? Grateful for that? That your sins can be forgiven by the blood of Jesus? Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you and we praise your name. You are good, God. Hallelujah. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory? 
There's wonderful power Would you be wider, much wider than snow? There's power in the blood, yes. power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the power. blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the in that book, that living word of God. I'm grateful because God's word says that to him, to the person who believes, anything is possible. Anything is possible if we'll just believe. So Lord, I'm just asking today that we, you'll help us to believe. Help us to believe. Help me to believe. Ask the Lord, help me to believe today that anything truly is possible with you. Now you gotta be with him, that's the key right there. You gotta be with him and you need to believe that it's possible. But with God, all things are possible. I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend. There is beauty in what I can't understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. I believe you're the wonder-working God. You're the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen. 
that we have seen <laughs> and thank you for the miracles we're going to see in the name of Jesus we are going to see more miracles our God is the same and he that's just what he does he does miracles I've seen many myself and I want to see more how about you how about you Lord, we worship you. You alone are worthy. We stand in awe of you, God. We believe. I thank you that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, everything, everyone must bow. That name is so much more powerful than we can even imagine with our human brains. But we need to remember the name of Jesus in the proper way in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us, God. Help us to see you as big as you are. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every Cause I know there is peace within your presence no matter what's going on I speak Jesus hallelujah I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Cause your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is Shine through the shadows, burn light. 
speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. Thank you, Jesus. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. Jesus, do your work, Jesus, because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Hallelujah, Lord. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name Jesus, oh sing it again, shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus, cause your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus, your name, yes. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Stronghold shine through the shadows, burn light. 
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I speak Jesus over every person in this building. Whatever needs to be accomplished, I speak in Jesus' name, it will be accomplished. And I speak faith into you. Stir up your faith in what God wants to do. Believe that anything is possible for the one who believes. And if you need Jesus, if, you don't, if you're not with Jesus, come to him today. And then you can be with Jesus and you can believe and anything is possible for you. Do not leave this place if you don't already have Jesus. Lord, do your work in this place today. Do your work in these people. Help us to be totally open to whatever you've got. Help us to listen and help us to hear the powerful message that is going to be presented today. And then help us to take it with us out into the streets, into the mountains, into our families, and speak Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him another offering of love and affection and thanksgiving. God, you are so awesome. And we just praise your holy name. I'm so grateful for who you are and for all that you've already done and for all that you're going to do. I believe we're going to hear testimony after testimony after testimony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Now is the time that you all get to greet each other. So if you want to social distance, you just stay in your seat. And people, please don't go up to people who are sitting down. But feel free to greet those who are out greeting. All right? Good morning, PCA. 
APCA family, we have so many things going on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. To be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slides. As you know, our Christmas play is coming up very quickly, and for this play, we're going to be needing some props that have to do with what you would see in a common marketplace in Israel back in the day. Be sure and get with Sandy, Kelly, and Karen and find out exactly what kind of items they're talking about. We don't want a whole like living room of stuff up here that we can't use. So anyway, if you could help us out with that, we would sure appreciate it. We have our Christmas Day dinner coming up and we need volunteers to help with this. This year it's going to be carry out only, which means we're going to have lots and lots of volunteers up here lined up cooking, getting it ready, preparing it, putting in things, and delivering it. We need all those areas covered uh, because we want to make sure we do a really good job. So be sure and look in the foyer for a sign-up sheet for that and volunteer today. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. Now I can do it. <laughs> Good morning, PCA. God bless you. Glad you're here this morning. For our guests this morning, we just want you to do a couple things for us. We're not going to make you stand up or anything like that. There's a card in front of the seats in front of you. Please fill those out, a VIP card, so that we can acknowledge your place, that you've been here and visited with us. And we hope you're blessed today. Um, Larry King was going to do this this morning, but he kind of came down ill, so I'm kind of second string. But... Uh, I heard something a little discouraging in a way this, this week while I was listening to the radio. Uh, we know that there's all kinds of churches out there, right? I mean, there's all kinds of denominations, some that, you know, anyway. There's just a certain portion that we call evangelical, and that's what we are, is evangelical. Why? Well, number one, because we believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to God the Father, Nothing else. And we teach it, we preach it, and hopefully we live it. But in this study, Barnard study, back I think it was three years ago, they questioned numerous evangelical Christians. And they found that only about 10% of evangelical Christians lived and shared Jesus Christ. Not a God bless you, you know, have a blessed day or anything like that. I mean, really shared the love of Jesus Christ. Whether it was through sharing with like our children's thing, the ministry, we're sending out a Samaritan's purse or just one-on-one -on -one, praying for a family, ministering to them. Since COVID, that has now gone down to less than 6%. I hope that we're part of that 6%. We need to boost that number a little bit, don't you think? I think so, too. One of the ways we do it is by sharing and by giving with our tithes and offerings because it keeps the ministry going. How many of you got a bulletin this morning? Not many. Have you ever looked on the back of this? Have you ever read that? I mean, really, really read it? About three weeks ago, the Lord kind of prompted me to do that, and I started reading it, and I started, wow, I didn't know we were involved in all these ministries. And the Lord said, pray for them. So I just, at first, I will admit, just casually, okay, Lord, bless them. And then the Lord said, no, that's not what I meant. I meant pray for them. 
So I've been doing that. I won't say I'm consistent every day, but I try. But one of the ways that we do that, again, is by sharing. The stuff that we do back there in the coffee shop, all the profits go to missions. Did you know that? We give as a church to missions. We support missions. We support those who share Jesus Christ with multitudes, whether it's here in Ponca City or on the other side of the world. I mean, I haven't seen too many churches that have been involved this, with this many ministries like this church, and I appreciate that fact. But we need to keep the work going. We need to keep the ministry going, the preaching going, the sharing going, living our life as evangelical Christians, sharing Jesus Christ, first of all in Jerusalem, our Ponca City, then Samaria and Judea, Oklahoma, the United States, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what God's called us to do. We have several ways that you can give. Of course, we love to take up cash or checks. How many of you still use checks? We do. Or you can do it online, pcachurch.com. You can go in there and, and uh, just bring it up on your whatever instrument you happen to be using. You can do it that way. You can text it to 844-390-2401. You can send it in the mail, snail mail, 2313 East Prospect, 74604. Real simple. Or we have a little kiosk back there, electronic thing, that you can use your credit card. So you don't like writing checks, you just like doing it fast. You can do that real quick. Just make sure you put your whole name in there. But let's do it. Let's do it prayerfully. Some people think of this as being a commercial. It's not. This is an act of worship. This is an act of ministry, of keeping the ministry here open as well as all of these open. So let's do what God has called us to do. Let's be careful. Let's be good stewards of what God has given us. And let's just bless people. Gentlemen, if you'd come forward. Let's pray. Father God, this morning, we just thank you, Father, for so many examples in Scripture of where when someone did something for your ministry, for your work, you blessed them because they were obedient to your word. Father, help us to be obedient this morning to your word. Help us, Lord, to search our hearts and minds to make sure that we're doing everything that we can that you've called us to do. Father, put on our hearts and our minds to pray for these ministries on this bulletin. If not every day, at least several times a week, Lord, just bring them up in prayer. Lord, bless this ministry. Let this ministry do this and that. Father, there's so many ways that we can pray and believe. Lord, just help us to be reminded. And Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings, bless them. Use them for your ministry, Lord. Use them. Help us to use them wisely the way you want us to. And Father, we love you this morning. We just give you the praise and the honor and the glory for all that you've done or are going to do. In Jesus' holy, precious name, amen. God bless as you give. Amen. Well, we've had a great week. Last Wednesday evening, there was so much food. I saw people leaving with about as much food as they brought to church we had a wonderful Thanksgiving meal together, great night, great night, great attendance, great food, 
And um, I learned one thing. We are one sweet eaten church. I think they had so many tables of desserts and even had some in the kitchen that was never even brought out because you love your sweets. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the food, for all the people that helped put it together. I mean, we left one hour after the meal, which is incredible. Everything was cleaned up and ready to go. So thank you for that wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving meal. Um, today in the service, uh, we have boxes and boxes and boxes everywhere all around the auditorium, all down the aisles, all up front. These are Operation Christmas Child boxes and uh, we have filled ourselves over 1,509 of these Operation Christmas Child boxes. Yes. I don't know exactly how many we have in the auditorium. It's well over that. But I need you to stand with me today and we're going to take a very special moment. Uh, we have all kinds of testimonies uh, of what these boxes mean to children. It literally changes their lives. They receive Jesus Christ. Uh, I know most of our kids in America have so many toys. They've got them in different locations even, and they don't play with them all. They, they just, we have ruined our kids almost with toys. But these children we're sending these boxes to, this is the only box they're going to get for Christmas. This is all they're going to get. And we present the gospel, we give them the box, and we have stories from around the world where it changes their lives. And this morning, you get to do the most important thing. It's wonderful that we've packed all these boxes with all kinds of things, but more important than what's inside these boxes is the presence of God that will go with them to every child. There was a story given uh, about a young boy who opened his up and all it was was socks. Somebody had packed it with nothing but socks. And there's supposed to be toys and all those things in there. And he started crying. And uh, the person went over to him that handed out thought he was upset that he did not get a toy like all the other kids. And he was sitting there crying. He said, no, I'm overjoyed. I'm overwhelmed, the little boy said, because I asked Jesus to send me socks because I don't have shoes and I need socks to wear every day. And he sent me nothing but socks. So when we pack these boxes, we're praying over them. But today, before we mail these out, we need you to pray. We need every one of you. Uh, don't just pray over one box because there's a, so many boxes. But go around and pray and I'm going to lead you in prayer. But for the next few moments... I need everybody to help me. Would you find some boxes somewhere? Go ahead and move to that place. There's some up front. There's some down every aisle. There's some in the back. They're everywhere all over this auditorium. Would you find a place, find some boxes? And for the next few moments, would you help me pray that God's presence and power and saving anointing would go with these boxes? Would you pray right now? Father, Lord, today we pause this service. We pause everything we're doing. And Lord, there's hundreds and hundreds of people here praying over these boxes that are, that are going to be sent out today. They are leaving this place today to be sent to children around the world. I pray right now. Holy Spirit, you direct every box to every child that needs that particular box. One for every boy, one for every girl. I pray, Holy Spirit, give the direction. You direct our footsteps. Holy Spirit, you direct the delivery of these boxes to children around the world. And Holy Spirit, I pray that as they hear the salvation message of Jesus Christ, that Jesus loves them, that he was born and he died for their 
sins, for my sins, that He loves them today. I pray that their hearts would be opened, their eyes would be opened, their minds would be opened to the saving power of Jesus Christ and accept Him into their hearts as Lord and Savior. Lord, some of these children have never heard of Jesus before. I pray today as these boxes go out, they will hear the name Jesus. They will receive Him into their life and it will change their lives for an eternity. I pray today, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. We've done our part. We've packed these boxes. We've done our part. We're going to ship them off around the world. But Holy Spirit, you do your part as well. Lord, touch every box, anoint every heart, touch every child that's going to receive these in Jesus' name. I speak Jesus over these boxes. I speak Jesus over these children. I speak Jesus over the families that these boxes will touch. I speak Jesus over the kids' friends that they're going to talk to. I speak Jesus over the sickness in their lives, over the illnesses of their families. I pray, God, is that as your word go forth, not only will salvations occur, but miraculous supernatural healing will happen in these lives of these children and their families. Lord, miraculous power so that they can only say it's because of Jesus Christ. No other religion, no other idol, no other God except Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, we speak Jesus over these. Jesus. Right now, where you're at with these boxes, just speak the name of Jesus over these boxes. Jesus. Jesus, that name has power that is beyond our comprehension. That name has, has the ability to change what we do in our carnal bodies with these simple boxes to turn it into something supernatural. Jesus. Jesus, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Lord, we send these boxes forth in your anointing and in your power, God, have your will and have your way in the lives of these children, we pray. And everybody together said, amen and amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for praying over these boxes. Today at 4 o'clock, we're going to need some strong backs because all these boxes get loaded up and shipped out today at 4 p.m. So if you're sitting at the house watching football, at four, I pray the Holy Spirit shake you. Your recliner flop up all of a sudden. Your dog jump in your lap and wake you up. Oh, it's four o'clock. God must be wanting me to go to the church. Four o'clock, we need all the help we can get to put these boxes in and send them off. And so thank you very much in advance for helping out with that. Uh, if you're a guest with us today, we have some guests here today. I pray three things happen. Number one, you feel the presence of God. Number two, you feel welcomed. Then number three, you got to come back because seconds are always better than first here at this church. God bless you. And also, uh, I want to make a disclaimer. Today's message is going to be very different. And so we have children's ministries all over the church, uh, all different levels of children's church. If you have a child in here and you're a parent, uh, I just want to let you know that some of the, the video we're going to be showing in the next few moments... Some of the topics that we're going to be discussing today, you may or may not want your child to hear or to see it. And so if you do not want that to happen, we give you a moment to, to let you take your child out. But uh, today's going to be a very different day. How many of you know that God uh, speaks in all kinds of ways? And we have such a wonderful, wonderful, uh, rich 
heritage of people in this church with testimonies and every now and then I like to share those because a lot of us don't know each other. We, we look around and we don't know people and, and we don't know what's behind their lives and today we're going to share one of those stories and so if you would direct your attention to the video for the next few moments. I think we're having some technical difficulties with the video, so we're just going to stop it. <laughs> we're going to hear the story uh, through uh, Jessica in just a moment. But uh, we have a, a wonderful family in our church, Kevin and Jessica Helm, have two beautiful children, Kenna Marie and Timothy. And so at this time, would you give a big PCA welcome to Jessica Helm? Come on out, Miss Jessica. Have a seat right here. Yeah. Oh, yes, we have some other children that are here today as well. Uh, introduce them. Hannah. Hannah and Trinity. And Trinity. Yes, good to have you girls here today. Thank you so much. Well, um, every now and then in the, in the church, I like to talk with some of our families. We had uh, some guests here for Veterans Day and Memorial Day for, throughout the years. Uh, but today I wanted you to hear a story about Jessica and her family. And uh, because I believe it's an empowering story, that I know will speak not only to you, but maybe you can share it with other people that you know uh, of how God works through our lives. And so today, Miss Jessica, um, just give everybody a little bit of introduction about who you are and your husband, Kevin, and what you do. My name's Jessica Helm. Um, Kevin and I moved here June of 20. A little bit volume on the microphone, please. Thank you. Okay. My name's Jessica Helm. Uh, my husband, Kevin, would you? He's right there. Okay. Uh, we moved here June of 2020 during the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Um, Kevin and I own a children's therapy zone here in Ponca City. We do pediatric occupational and speech therapy, and I also do occupational therapy. Yes, wonderful family. Have a great, uh, great business here in town and do a great job with, um, with pediatric therapy. Thank you so much. And so... Um, if you would, just we'll go ahead and start kind of whenever you became pregnant and kind of share that story of just your pregnancy with everyone that's here today because I know that every woman that has had a child has had a journey through that pregnancy. So um, I found out I was pregnant, and um, so we went to the doctor just like everybody else does. Everything was great until, as you ladies know, you go to that 20-week appointment, and, oh, you're going to get to see that baby 
And then it was like, oh, there's something not right here. But maybe we're just not seeing it right. So long story short, um, they sent me to a perinatologist. That's a special risk doctor. And um, they could not find Kenamari's stomach. So, um, but the problem is, is when they see that, they don't really know until birth. It could just be a fluke. So I was monitored very closely up until, I can't even remember, 20 some odd weeks. And then I started going into labor. My, well, actually my, anyways, my cervix started changing, dilating. And then they sent me to the hospital. And then when I was at the hospital at like, I don't know, 28 weeks, um, they was like, I started going to labor. So then we lived in Missouri. Um, Kansas City is two hours from our house. They put me in an ambulance and off to St. Luke's to what they thought I was going to finish my pregnancy there. Um, but due to Ronald McDonald Charities, I was the first pregnant woman that actually stayed there just waiting to deliver a very varying ability is what I like to call it, child, a child with a special medical needs. So how long were you at the Ronald McDonald House? Well, <laughs> my journey started in January. Kenna Marie really wasn't supposed to be born until uh, April, but she was born in March um, due to, high, you know, the risk benefit factor. So, um, so I was in Ronald McDonald Charities probably from February until, and then we got to go home in July, and then we can go into okay. what happened after so, that. So high, high, high-risk pregnancy, lots yes. of problems. Yes. And so was the delivery as high-risk as the pregnancy? Yes. So I looked like I was having triplets, but I only had one, um, because when a child doesn't have a stomach, what happens is, is when they drink, there's nowhere to, for the pee to go, so the woman just carries it, okay? So... Um, they had to end up sticking needles in me and pulling off two liters of fluid at the very end. And they kept doing it and kept doing it until between Kenna Marie and I, we couldn't do it because her heart rate would drop and it just started getting too dangerous to keep doing that. And so they took her in. We had her in the surgery room. Um, the doctors flipped her because she was breached. And if anybody has had that happen, women, you have two doctors on you, and they flip your baby, and then they're just holding it down there. They break your water, and then they rush you off to the surgery room. It is extremely painful. Do not recommend it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We don't recommend any of this. Right. <laughs> uh, let's put that disclaimer out there for all, all ladies, um, especially those who are looking in the future to have children. And so the pregnancy was very difficult. The labor was traumatic. And so after she was born, what kind of challenges did Kenna Marie have? Um, so I'm going to go back just a minute. Sure, okay. absolutely. So when she was in my stomach, I knew she was safe. Okay, so I just really want you guys to understand that. Because even though she was more than likely going to be born different, I knew she was safe. But as soon as she came out, we did not know if she was going to be safe anymore. So when... They did all that and sent me to the surgery room. I was just praying that this baby was going to be safe and yes. to make it through that delivery process, which, as you guys know, she did. She but, did. Yeah. yeah. But um, so after the delivery, um, they shipped her off to um, Children's Mercy in Kansas City, and um, I stayed at the hospital there at St. Luke's. 
and they put a jade tube in her to get feeding because at birth they knew she did not have the esophagus. She had a 11 vertebrae gap, and your stomach has like this little sphincter on it, and Kenna Marie's didn't. So hers was just flat like that. So, yeah. so there's this huge gap between the esophagus and the stomach. So she shipped off to another hospital. You're over here at a different hospital. I cannot imagine what kind of trauma that is for her to be shipped off in NICU, neonatal intensive care. Um, but what did the doctors say, here's what we're going to do to help her to live? So I don't know if you saw in that video, but did you see that little straw that was down her? And then they had like a G-bar. Um, so what they did was they suctioned her all the time because we all have saliva. We create saliva. So that was suctioning out of her all the time. And then they put a, a G-tube, which a lot of people, it's a tube that's in your stomach to give her nutrient, uh, to give her, her milk. And so that's how they did it until she was about five months old. And then she got big enough to take the first major surgery. And what did they do in that surgery? In that surgery, what we did is we, or they did, <laughs> they pulled the stomach up to the chest. Um, so her stomach is not down like everybody else's. Hers is in her chest cavity. And it's just, it's right there. So if you took an x-ray of her, it always looks like she has pneumonia. Okay. So the doctors were hoping to have 20 centimeters of this esophagus, no? Okay. Okay, well, tell us about that. Okay. So then after the, that was, we had that in July, the in, very last week of July. Sorry, I keep looking back to my husband. Um, last week of July. And so that surgery went great. She was in the hospital another a few days, and then they let us go home. And they, at that point, they said, oh, it was going to be awesome. She just wasn't going to be able to eat a big Thanksgiving dinner like the rest of us, but that's okay. So we go home. We had a great five days, and then Kenna Marie got sick. She had a fever, high, high fever. Called the doctors. They said, since she just had surgery, you've got to bring her back. So we hopped in our car and took her back to Kansas City. And this is where our world really changes. Um, so we get there. They're looking at her. The surgeons are looking her over. And they're like, they take all the blood work, everything. They're like, oh, she just has a virus. She'll be okay. You guys can go back home. And so I go to change her bottom, and there is blood, blood, blood coming out of it. And uh, she has a J-tube now instead of a G-tube because her stomach's in her chest cavity. So she has a tube that goes straight into a part of her small intestine. It's called a J-tube. And then um, there was blood coming out of her J-tube, too. And so I met the surgeon in the hall, and I said, I am not leaving this hospital until you figure out what's wrong with my baby. She does not have a virus. My mama bear came out. Yes, thank God for mama bears, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, they sw um, switched her over straight to the pediatric intensive care unit, and it was about shift change. Kevin had taken my older two girls home, um, and so they were going home for the weekend. And so I was left basically at the hospital alone. And at that point, Kevin just thought, okay, they're going to figure it out. We've lived in the hospital world, five, you know, five months, you know, in the NICU world. So now it's just pick you. So, um, but at shift change, I was looking at Kenna Marie and I'm like, her stomach is getting bigger. And then I went to hold her and she was heavy. She felt like dead weight. 
And I went to the um, nurse and I said, my daughter's stomach is just big and she feels really heavy and stiff. And he zoomed, I mean, like ran out of that room, went to go get the doctor in charge. And she came and she goes, ma'am, we're taking her to emergency surgery right now. And I, this is where I just love our Lord because all that happened and I get, I, God just had me be oblivious really of what was going on because he gave me this peace. And I was like, okay, I called Kevin and I, they took her off to surgery. They called a chaplain in. You'd think something would go off in my head, but they called a chaplain in and, um, the chaplain prayed with me, and then I fell asleep. God just put me to sleep. And this is happening now. This is Her surgery is taking place about 3 in the morning, so it's, like, really early. Um, and so I went to sleep, and when I woke up is right when the surgery was over. And at that point, um, they put her in a medical coma at that point. Um, and so Kenna Marie was in a medical coma for a long time, and they went in and out several times um, to this day. She's had over 40 surgeries. So so what was her turning point in this? Um, so whenever they took her, they kept taking her back and forth to the surgery room. And the, the doctor said, if we can just save 20 centimeters, right. if we can save 20 centimeters, she'll be okay. And the thing is, is um, go forward. He comes out with his head down, and he goes, I'm so sorry. We could only save eight. And I thought, okay, but you do medical practice. I serve a medical perfecter. That's right. And um, they told me that, you know, she's probably not going to make it to her first birthday. Enjoy time with her as you can. And as a parent... Um, I personally have never lost a child, and my heart goes out to you who have. Um, but you do everything you can. So I just got, I wasn't in therapy at that point, um, and I just got on their website, and I just started intestinal rehab, intestinal rehab facility, short gut syndrome, and short gut syndrome, and Boston Children's, Boston Children's, Boston Children's kept coming up. Mm. And so um, off. Uh, I called Boston Children's myself, and I was like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm sure I sound like a crazy person, but anyway, um, they said, yeah, we'll take her case. So they had the, the records sent, and once she got um, stable, we okay. sent her off to Boston. So her, during her 40 surgeries plus, doctors not very encouraging at all, what were your challenges? What were your personal challenges through all this years? doing this as a mom and your mama bear and all these highs, all of these lows? So the devil likes to get you. And um, we're new at this church, so nobody really knows our background. But um, in, my first in my first marriage, I did things right. Um, anyway, and in my second I did not. And so Kenamarie was born out of wedlock. And so I, and I still have troubles with this, um, I put a lot of blame on myself. Like, this baby is wrong because I did a sin, which I know is not true. I mean, like, 
God, I mean, doesn't really do that. But the devil will make you feel like he does. And that's your punishment because if you wouldn't have had sex outside of marriage, then this baby wouldn't have happened like this and everything would be perfect. And as I've grown in my Christian walk, I know that that is not true. I know it's not true. Um, but still to this day, I do have Yeah, the enemy challenges. beats us up. Yeah, yeah. He beats everybody else up out here too because uh, there's not one person here that hasn't had a falter, a fail, a sin, whatever. And whatever our past is, the enemy grabs onto that and beats every one of us up. But uh, thank goodness for grace and mercy and uh, thank goodness for forgiveness in all of our lives because we've all needed it at times. We've all, and we will in the future should we uh, live long enough to have another day or maybe even today. But God's forgiveness comes in and helps you deal with all of that fatigue. So um, in this process... How have you grown spiritually? Um, I have grown a lot spiritually. Um, when we were in Kansas City, whenever all that first started taking place, um, Kevin has an uncle who is a blind evangelist, and he was going to Kansas City to um, basically sing and evangelize. And so we are like, oh, we should go. So we went. And it's a little bitty church, and it was so needed. God knew exactly what we needed. And um, so we went to that church. And let me tell you, the people of that church um, just took us under their wing. And they, I mean, like, they just, they would come to the hospital. They would visit. But the one thing they did not ever do was judge. They did not judge at all. And whenever I was pregnant back home, we went to a different church, not of people who know me, I, not the church that you guys have been to through youth events, but a different church. And let me tell you, when they found out I was pregnant and I wasn't married, they were very judgmental, and it was it was really, really, really hard. Difficult, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, here in our church, we have ministry for single moms and called caring people, and we reach out to because everybody has different stories, everybody has different issues, and so. When you're going to the hospital every day and you're living at the hospital, the weariness gathers in. So when did you have that moment to where you go, man, got to go again today kind of a thing? When did that happen? Um, that happened, I can't tell you exactly when that happened, but what I can tell you is spiritually, I've started looking at things in a different perspective. Um, God has, um, there has been times where, there's been a time where, basically the only time that I've heard the Lord audibly, and I got really frustrated, because at this time I was in therapy school and trying to do a special needs <laughs> medical situation, and I was like, oh Lord, not again, a hospital visit again, um, because at this point she was in the hospital more than she was at home. And I was like, God, I just can't do it again. And he goes, no, you don't have to. You get to. And I was like, okay, got it. I get to. And then he started revealing to me, remember that grandpa in the chapel when you went to go pray for Kenneth Remember him? 
Remember how you got to help give him hope when he had no hope? Do you remember when this mother, who was also in the PICU, who this baby had been shaken and had to get taken off life support? You were there for her. I put you there for her. Remember when? And I was just like, okay, got it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And so now I look at it. Okay, God. I get to go to the hospital, so who do you have for me at the hospital? If I get to go, show me somebody. That's right. It can be a light, just my presence being the showing the light of Jesus. I always tell my kids, What's your job today? To shine the light of Jesus. Because sometimes that's all it is, it's just a smile. That's right. Um, but yeah. So So your whole life pivoted at that moment. Yes, sir. I don't have to go to the hospital. Today I get to go to the hospital. Yes. Because Kenna Marie should not be alive. at the, oh, Even no. today, she should not be here. I know that in your life, in my life, we've all had these moments. I have to do this. I have to go to work. I have to help this marriage survive. I have to deal with this physical illness. Uh, some of you in this church have long-term physical illnesses It wears you down. It wears you out in your family, in your spirit, in your physical, in your mental. All of us have had those moments where I have to. I have to go to work. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with this. And I think what all of this, when me and you were talking, the whole thing was like the light goes off in my heart today, and I hope it goes off in yours. You don't have to, church. You get to. You get to. If you have a child, you get to take care of that child. If you have a spouse, you get to love that spouse today. If you have a job, you get to go to work today because you can physically, mentally do that job. Whatever you have in your life, it's not a have to. It's a get to. I get to. I get to do whatever it is you're doing because all of us have things in our lives we, we dread. We don't want to do it. For some of you this morning getting up going, oh, I have to go to church today. Right? Sunday morning is the best sleep ever. It's the only morning we set an alarm. Every other day of the week I'm up at 5, 5.30, Sunday morning, a 7 a.m. alarm. It wakes me up every Sunday morning. Why? I have to go to church. No. I get to go to church. I get to worship. I get to be around other men and women who are going through life together, who are having challenges in their life. I get to encourage somebody today. Who do I need to go to church and encourage today? I get to study God's Word. I get to hear the Word of God because today I'm going to hear something. The Holy Spirit's going to say something to me that I need. I get to. And I think if all of us will hold on to this one truth today, we don't have to. You get to breathe. God's given you breath. You get to breathe. If you have legs, you get to walk. You get to hear. You get to see. You get to talk. All those things. I get to. Because there's people today that don't get to. And so sometimes, Miss, Miss Jessica, I've noticed you in your worship. You're, she's pretty demonstrative. Okay, she's pretty crazy in her worship. And so I know people have asked you through time, why are you so 
demonstrative in your worship? Why, why do you get so excited about worship? Well, I think it's pretty clear. My God has done so many amazing things. He's healed. And, you know, I believe that he's going to give her healing, whether it's here or up there. She will get her healing. That's right. Um, so, and he has promised me that, and I know that. But honestly, why, like, there's so much to be thankful for, and I just, like, I can't, I can't just stand there. I can't do this, guys. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's just like, Jesus, thank you. I love you, and I'm going to shout it out, and I'm not going to stop. So. That's right. Which is what I told Pastor Karen. Yes. And so, <laughs> I said, you might not want me up there. And so, so when you see her on the platform worshiping, I want you to know the backstory. You don't have to worship. You get to worship. I mean, how many things has God done for us? And so many times we come in and we have to. I have to. I have to raise my hand. I have to stand up. I have to deal with this. I have to deal. No, 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 no. God's giving you the get to today. I get to. And so she still has a lot of challenges. And so... Every night, it's just go in there, kiss her goodnight in bed, and go to sleep, right? No. No. What do you go through every night? So every night, um, Ken and Murray gets hooked up to 10 hours of IVs every night. Um, yeah. Fighting infections, taking make oh, sure yes. everything's clean and all those things. Yes. So she has a, a sterile uh, area in our house, a closet that all of her medications are kept, a medical refrigerator. Um, uh, it's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty intense at our house. Um, Ken Marie's getting well where she can actually take care of herself, so I'm super proud of her, and I'm super grateful. I'm going to call you out. Miss Morgan has actually let her have a sleepover, which most kids get to have that. And It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a way to be normal. Yeah. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that. Amen. So today, I want to introduce you to a beautiful young lady. Um, that you may see running around the church and think, oh, she's just like every other little kid. But she's uh, literally miracle walking in our midst. So would you give a PCA welcome to Miss Kenna Marie today? She's here with us. Yeah, come on over right here. Yeah. She is a sweetheart, and she loves God with all of her heart, and she's always happy and always smiling. And uh, so if our praise and worship team would come and join her, because today uh, she asked, she said, Pastor, would it be possible for me to sing with everybody uh, my favorite song? Now, her favorite song is also the pastor's wife's favorite song. And so if you don't want to get your eardrums First, do not stand beside Miss Sandy during this song because she gets loud. And Miss Kenna Marie today wants to sing this song for you. So would you stand today and join with her? We want to sing this song called My Jesus, right? All right, sing it, Miss Kenna Marie. Tell you about my Jesus. 
Sometimes God places you in hospitals, not because you need to be there, but because somebody else needs you to be there. 
And I know we're getting ready to go into Thanksgiving. That's why I wanted to do this service today. Sometimes we go through our lives and go, I have nothing to be thankful for. Everything's going wrong in my life. No, you don't have to be thankful. You get to be thankful. You get to be with your family during Thanksgiving. As messed up as some of our families are, you get them. They're yours. Thank God for it. You get to eat. You don't have to be put on a 10-hour IV every night. You get to live life. But I also know sometimes we can get weary, worn out. The enemy comes in like a flood, condemns us, not convicts us, condemns us, beats us down, judges us, and we need God's power in that moment. We need God to speak to every one of our hearts in that moment and tell us how much He loves us. He sent His Son and died for us. He loves you today beyond what you can imagine. He watches over your life today. And the things you're going through, we all are going through something. But God uses it in opportunities for us to let our light shine to somebody else. Because the world is watching how you go through your dark moments, your tough times. But I'm just praying about this service and, and going and talking to her. I'm like, she's such a brave woman today to share everything she shared with you. And I thought, you know what, why can't we all have the ability to be vulnerable? Sometimes we want to, on, on our social media, we got to have the perfect family and we, the kids are screaming the whole time, but for one second, they're not screaming and you take a picture and look at us. Listen, I know the truth. I know how this works. And we do this out to the world. But life is not fair and life is tough. And life is hard. And I think we all need to be vulnerable for each other and so today, I want us to have a moment of prayer. But if you're here today and you're facing physical challenges, if there's illness, sickness, whatever it may be in your life or your family's life, maybe there's a long-term illness you're dealing with, I believe God can heal. We sang a song about it earlier. I believe. Don't you tell me He can't do it. Because I've seen Him heal too many people. Don't tell me He won't do it. Don't tell me that he does not tell us in his word that if you believe, to him that believe, all things shall be possible. Don't tell me his word's not true. I think today the Holy Spirit can touch our hearts in a mighty way. God can heal our bodies and we can leave here in a mighty way. I believe God can help mend some of the condemnation that the enemy's bringing in some of your lives today, right now. But we have to have the moment to where we go from this moment forward. I'm not going to have to. Today I'm taking a step because I get to. Amen. I think there's many of you today that need to come to the front for prayer. Whether it be for physical healing, a spiritual healing, a mental healing. 
Some of you need to come today and say, Pastor, I don't have to, but I get to. Because I believe the healing power of God is in this house to heal on every level that needs to be healed. We're going to turn the house lights down. I think sometimes we are intimidated by other people looking at us. Listen, the only person that's looking at you right now is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And He knows everything about you. And He loves you. He says, come unto me. I'm going to give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Bring everything you got to me. During this Thanksgiving season, maybe we need to bring it before Thanksgiving. Just get it up here and let God touch us. Would you do that? They're going to start singing this song, and I want you just to get out of your, your chairs where you're at and just come right here around the front. Let me say, is there any specialty about coming? No, there's specialty about getting out and saying, I'm going to take a step of faith and coming to the front. Come on. Let's let God. Hallelujah. Healing rain. Yes. Let it rain on me today, God. Let it rain. Come on. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit's drawing you. Just be obedient to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, let it rain. Come on. Let it rain. Come on. There's more of you that God's spoken to through this message today. Open. Open. Come on. I'm going to wait just a minute. I believe the enemy fights you, condemns you. It's time for you to allow God to bring peace. Just like she had that night in the hospital. God gave her peace that surpasseth understanding. And she laid down and went to sleep. Why? It's a gift from God. Here's a gift of peace. Come on. Hallelujah, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Just open the floodgates of heaven. I want you to let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Lord. Just get your hands up. I need all of you to come. I want you to find somebody that God's drawing you to. I need five, six, seven, eight, ten people around every one of these. I want you to come because the enemy's fighting them physically, mentally, spiritually. And I want them to have victory over this today. I need about five or six ladies right here. Five or six men right here. I need some women right here, right here, right here. I need some couples right here. I need some men over here, some women over here. Come on, church. This is not where we watch. This is where we participate. I've got a couple right here. Right here that's gone through some hardship right just lately. And they need God to touch them. I need a couple to come and pray with them right now. Hallelujah, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I've got a lovely lady right here. A young woman right here. Come on, church. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.